Welcome to Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs, the podcast for busy and high-performing entrepreneurs and leaders who are looking to create more energy and optimize their health while upgrading their brain and personal performance with precision. I am your host, Julian Hayes II. I've been involved with health and performance for over a decade. This podcast was created for the high performer who is unapologetically ambitious, the one who moves at a fast pace and operates with an edge, the one who wants to become superhuman. Nothing here is fluff, gimmicky, or feel good. I have little to no interest in simply helping you improve your life. I want to help transform it. By listening to this podcast, expect to have a body that feels just as good as it looks. Expect to possess a swagger and style that gives off an infectious vibe. Expect to command the stage or any boardroom you walk into with your executive presence. And lastly, expect to become your most enhanced self so you can live a limitless life. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Julian Ace II. And, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty today in the world. You know, um, this coronavirus is becoming a major disruption to each and every one of our lives. In some form or fashion, each and every one of us has had an aspect of our lives impacted and disrupted by this, you know, um, the news is only talking about coronavirus. Hundreds of articles, it seems, every hour are coming out about this. And people on social media can only talk about this. And, you know, I took the last week. I didn't really speak on it or anything. I just sat back and observed everything that I was seeing. And there's a lot of fear-mongering there's a lot of bullshit that's coming from a lot of people right now. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot to be concerned and worried about. But concern doesn't mean chaos. Concern doesn't have to equate to panic and just letting everything else fall to the wayside. And so I decided it's Sunday evening and I decided to record this episode here. And it wasn't planned by any means, but the more I saw and heard over the past week, um, you know, the more I felt that perhaps I should share something. And, or I should say, the more I felt, you know, people in general needed a reminder, you know, whether it's something like the coronavirus or any other major disruption or event to your life, people have a tendency to lose their grip on reality itself. You know, they they begin to travel to the future. Um, and traveling to the future, this only brings about more anxiety and more unsettling thoughts because the average person's thoughts, they're going to drift to that worst case scenario. And part of that is being human after all. And it's a big reason for our survival throughout the thousands of years. But what people forget to remember during these times of uncertainty is that the majority of things that they are worrying about most likely won't come true, nor 
is it really in their control anyways? But however, though, there's a lot in their control. And by focusing on those things, their future is going to be a lot brighter, no matter what's happening on the outside. And so this episode, it's not here to tell you not to be concerned. It's instead here to serve as a reminder to focus on the present and stay on top of your everyday habits during these unique and uncertain times. And so with that said, um, there are some unique and unfamiliar realities for a lot of you out there right now. And a big one is, a big part of the challenges right now is working from home. And perhaps it's, you have a house full of people 24-7 now. Or perhaps you're working from home and you're living by yourself. And now you're separated from the social connection that you had in person. Whatever the case, um, I'm going to share eight quick points or pillars of sort to reevaluate and to gather yourself on for the next few weeks or however long um, these this thing is going to last. And so I've had a few disruptions to my daily way of life in the form of taking care of family members and needing to mold my day and lifestyle to fit these unique circumstances. And, you know, this might be a big reason why I'm not necessarily, um, I don't feel necessarily in as much chaos as a lot of other, as a lot of other people. But, um, so I'm going to mention each of these talking points and pillars, and then I'll circle back around and go into detail on each one. And so these pillars to just ramble off real quick. Number one is your reality check. Number two is your breath work. Three is your environment. Four is your workflow. Five is your nutrition. Six is your exercise. Seven is sleep. And eight is connection. So so let's go back to number one here. And before you do anything, and this and to we gotta start with the reality check. And so I imagine during the fall of the Roman Empire, which began way before which began before Julius Caesar took reign, and I imagine during the fall of the Spanish Empire or any other empire that there was a lot of resistance and denial from the people there. And I imagine families and you know, some of like my grandparents and great 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 grandparents down the line that during the Great Depression and other hardships and other and other uncertain moments such as various wars and potential crises that there was resistance and denial about what was going on. And one of the biggest ways that we bring suffering and anxiety to ourselves, it's not accepting reality for what it is. Many people want to see reality for what they want it to be, not for what it actually is. Today's reality for a lot of us right now is to be away from people and think about more than ourselves. It's not to go to the gym it's to work from home and to stay productive still. It's to try to continue to grow a business during times where people are anxious. Analysts and pundits are saying recessions and depressions are coming. Now, I'm no economist, and I'm not going to try to be. However, what I do know is that if you let yourself get caught up in all the noise, the worst-case scenario that people are talking about will become a self-fulfilling prophecy for you. So what does giving yourself a reality check even look like? 
Number one, it's accepting that change may be uncomfortable and may actually take a few weeks to get used to. So your fitness routine was used to being done at the gym, and perhaps now you're perhaps relying on body weight or just minimal equipment. You know, nutrition can be different now. Perhaps you were one who never cooked, and now you have to you have to learn how to cook, or you have to cook, or you have to go grocery shopping, or whatever. Perhaps business was always done face-to-face, or you traveled a lot to get deals done. Whatever the case in this scenario, continuing to cling to your typical ways in today's climate only brings frustration and slows you down from continuing to grow. It slows you down from evolving. So the second part of that equation right there is to start to reframe everything. So see this as a new opportunity to try a new new workout routine out. See it as an opportunity to try new forms of communication out, to start new projects, to reconnect with family and friends, or use this time to grow your network, to reach out to people that are interesting to you, to become acquainted with, and simply be of value to them. Because this situation, this moment of time, It's not going to last forever. And a lot of times when tough things are happening to us or we're in very, you know, tough times, you can think that, you know, this moment's never going to end, but nothing lasts forever and this too shall pass. And so you read enough history books, you'll quickly realize that the world is very old. (laughs) Challenges and uncomfortable situations they've been around since the beginning of time and they'll continue to be long after we're gone and in every scenario where it felt the darkest and there was seemingly no light at the end of the tunnel each and every time the humans adapted and they evolved to overcome and handle the situation and the same will happen here the same will happen to you if you start to begin your reframe And the third part of this is to retweak your strategy and keep moving forward. Now, in addition to giving myself a break from the internet last week, I also spent last week doing a lot of reevaluating for the next quarter in terms of not only a business, but in terms of my personal health and in terms of also um, the people around me who uh, need my help and everything. And you know, it's it's not ideal. It's not what I planned. But life isn't always going to be ideally set up for you. Sometimes, and actually, if we're quite honest with ourselves, most times, you have to create your own way. And a favorite saying of mine that a, a friend, a good friend of mine and a, a mentor of sorts, he says that my circumstances have no effect on my commitment. And I think that bears repeating, not just for your fitness, not just for your business, but for any aspect of your life, is that your circumstances have no effect on your commitment. And so the second point here is breath. So when it comes to, I don't know, keeping calm and managing your stress levels, a common recommendation that people will say is to just breathe, breathe, you know, Breathing is, it's it's a unique thing as it's both a 
voluntary and involuntary thing. You can make your breathing shallow or deep. You can make it fast or slow. Or, you know, if you want to, you can also hold your breath past the level of comfort, though I don't recommend this option at all. Now, you know, what I noticed with myself and even other people during this uncertain time, this stressful time, and, you know, consuming this stressful news is our breathing, our, our everyday breathing, it hits the toilet. And most likely, um, you aren't noticing the intricacies of of your breath throughout the day. But learning to address the flexibility of the control that you have with your breath, it is such an, unta- uh, um, an untapped tool for you to use to boost your well-being, to mitigate your stress, and to boost your productivity. And a big part of that, of taking control of your breathing, is the improvement of your daily decision-making, which in today's climate, it is going to be very paramount because these are uncharted waters for a lot of us that are are maneuvering through this right now, especially as leaders. And, you know, as I I was doing a little research on this and you know, inside a May to a May 2019 issue, inside the um, the International Journal of Psychophysiology, I saw that a study was published that found just two minutes of deep, slow breathing engages the vag- the vagus nerve and increases HRV, which subsequent which um, then improves your decision making. Now, there were two parts to this study. And it was mainly the second part that caught my eye the most on this. So we had an experimental group. And this group performed two minutes of skewed vagal breathing, which is essentially exhaling longer than you'll inhale. The control group was instructed to wait for two minutes before performing a 30-minute business-challenging decision-making task with multiple-choice answers. And stress levels here, they were reported before and after the task. And the control group, they reported elevations in stress levels, but those in the experimental group, they didn't. And most importantly out of that, the participants in the experimental group who performed the deep breathing exercises, they scored nearly a 50% more um, improvement or incorrect answers in the decision-making task compared to the control group. And, you know, there are literally hundreds of ways that you can practice your breathing work. And I'm not going to tell you which one to do here. Um, the focus is in this time is to really just find something that keeps your emotions at bay and your mental acuity at bay so you can be in your optimized state throughout these days. You know, but you know, an example that I'll share with you though that will help your posture and your breathing is to practice diaphragmatic breathing. And a general overview of how to go about this is, number one, is to, you know, lie on your back or on some type of flat surface or in your bed. You can have your legs, they can be straight, or they can be bent with a pillow underneath. And now you can, after that, you can let your chest open naturally, your shoulder blades are in contact with the floor, and you can place one hand on your abdomen just below your rib cage. And the next step, is to inhale slowly through your nose so that your abdomen rises up and presses against your hand. And the other hand on your chest should be kept still. 
And the last part, exhale under control and tighten your abdominal muscles. The pressure on the hand that's over the abdomen will decrease. And a good place to start is to do this a few times a day for five to 10 minutes. Perhaps the first thing in the morning, maybe in the middle of the day, as sort of a halftime, and then late at night to go ahead and keep that stress at bay so you can get good sleep. And so the third pillar here is environment. And, you know, it is, it's still hard to this day for me to do certain tasks at home. You know, home is very comforting. It's plenty of distractions and tasks that, that sound important or like something we should do, but are really distractions. I tell you, when, you know, sometimes when the resistance is at bay and, you know, I, I need to be writing something or I need to be doing some client work, I all of a sudden get a good idea to like, maybe I should go straighten up my room or go clean or something. And that's just the resistance right there. And during this this new way of life for a few weeks, you know, it's important to have somewhere in the house where you'll do your work, where you'll handle your business at. You know, I have a room dedicated to work specifically. You know, you want to separate where you work compared to where you lounge and perhaps um, binge your Netflix or or the gaming or whatever other or Hulu or whatever else is out there. Um, and this is because as humans, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. We love to create associations to simplify things. The brain likes routine. And if you game and binge your Hulu and Netflix, and you also try to work on your book or your business in the same spot, the associations and internal triggers to get you going will be much, much more difficult it's not impossible, but it's just more difficult. And I always, you know, why waste cognitive output on something that doesn't need it in the first place? When you have so many other things going on, that's perhaps going to take some of your cognitive energy. So do all you can to help your brain separate the different the different tasks that you do. And so the fourth pillar here is workflow. And there are two big aspects to workflow. So number one is to start your day like you would any other day. First and foremost, you got to get dressed. Um, do not lounge around in your pajamas. Or do not lounge around in your gym clothes. If that is something that you normally don't do. You know, just because clients on your Zoom call can't see what you're completely wearing doesn't mean your conscious and subconscious isn't being affected and registering how you're acting. You know, there's this thing called enclosed cognition. And researchers have found that the way you dress changes the way you think. If you're dressed very slovenly, you're more likely to feel and perhaps even act in that same type of manner, in that similar fashion. I remember reading John D. Rockefeller's biography that was written uh, by Ron Chernow. And it's a fantastic read, by the way. Um, if you have extra time on your hand during this period, you should check out that book. Very good book. Um, but anyway, long before Rockefeller built his wealth, he was out searching for a job. And during those younger years, when he was out searching for a job, he would dress up for the role that he wanted, for the role that he visualized himself having. And the same thing applies to you. So put some effort into your appearance. 
so that you can approach your work with the same seriousness as you would at the office or the co-working space or wherever else that you would be working at besides your house right now. And the second pillar part of the workflow equation here is to establish a routine to keep control of your day. So working from home may seem like you have all day to work, to work out and to get some work done. And no, you don't. You know, this, I can tell you this firsthand with tons of experience that it seems like you have the whole day to get things done. And this is a delusion. You know, keep the same workout, keep the same wake up time and follow the same routine as much as possible that you can. And if you don't, you might just find yourself consuming the news a little more than usual or surfing on your smartphone when you typically don't, or getting to the end of the night and realizing that you haven't really got much done and just wondering where the hell the time go. And so remind yourself that you are not keeping this routine during this frantic period because you're keeping this routine, I should say. You're keeping this routine during this frantic period because it's not going to last forever. And you want to come out of this with as much momentum as you can to hit the ground running in both health and business. And number five, the fifth pillar here is nutrition. So you can't go to the gym, but you still can't control what you put into your mouth. And that's even more important. A big part of coming out of this period with momentum is maintaining optimal levels of energy and health, which starts with your nutrition. So this is not the time to just say fuck it with your nutrition and eat comfort foods. Now, that will be very tempting right now, especially with all this extra stress and that extra stress you want, it's going to lead you to maybe search for dopamine in the form of food and comfort, but resist that. And here are a few high-level strategies that I'm using and, you know, might be valuable to you as well. Number one is to keep your daily intake at maintenance levels or slightly below to equate to your less um, activity that you're going to have throughout the day and training as hard. And number two is to prioritize uh, protein for satiety and to maintain muscle and size. So I know for a lot of people, getting all your protein intake in the form of food is um, oftentimes it's a little more challenging. So you might want to look into some type of um, protein powder to kind of help boost that intake up of yours. And number three, what I'm doing is I'm going to emphasize veggies and fruit even more than I typically do. Typically, I I have this number in my head of seven plus servings, and there's a strong leniency toward veggies. And but this during this time though, I'm actually bumping that up to ten servings as my goal every day. And frozen veggies like carrots, peas, and broccoli and peppers are a staple of mine. They're very simple and like usually a bag of these carrots and peas and broccoli it's like four or five servings per bag and so that's kind of what I, I use and I go through maybe two to three of the two or three of those a day and so the sixth pillar here is exercise so if you have a home gym then you're looking very good right now and this section is very 
irrelevant to you right now as your routine isn't going to be affected at all. Now, for the rest of us, though, bodyweight workouts are going to be what's on the menu for us. And I, I'll i be the first to admit, I hate bodyweight workouts. I find them boring. They're very effective. Um, I have friends who mainly train bodyweight workouts. And so it's just a preference that I find them boring. But during this time, you got to do what you got to do. And if you think about it, for those who are maybe worried about losing some of their, their mojo or their gains, long before there was a Gold's Gym, there was a YMCA, there was LA Fitness, there was Equinox, and there were fitness studios and cycle studios, there were plenty of jack dudes roaming around. There were plenty of toned women roaming around. Push-ups, lunges, pull-ups, squats, glute bridges, hip thrusts. These can be done literally anywhere. But if you're looking to invest in something, look into suspension trainers, a kettlebell, or a jump rope, and a weighted one is even better. You can still walk daily if you can, depending on where you live. Luckily, I'm not currently in a dense area or an or a dense area like New York or something. So um, I have a little more space and I can safely walk and run outside and keep an ample amount of distance from people. And don't forget to stretch and do some mobility work to counter the likely increase that you're going to have in just sitting and being sedentary. And so I need to repeat that last one to myself a lot more. And so um, the seventh pillar here is sleep. And perhaps the most important one, because this is our greatest natural defense system. And it's truly prioritizing your sleep. Um, If you haven't listened to the deep dive episode that I did on sleep, uh, nor the conversation that I had with Dan Gartenberg on sleep and sound, go back and listen to those. Those are very powerful episodes. And stress is very high these days. It's this is also, you know, why the breath work is so important that I mentioned earlier. And a few things to mention with sleep is to get light in the morning uh, and decrease that light exposure at night. Limit your caffeine to at least 10 hours before bed for most people and longer for the genetically slow metabolizers like myself. And go to sleep and wake up around the same time have some triggers that indicate it's time to go to sleep. Have some sort of relaxation method at night. And I believe I, I wrote an article. Uh, it's probably been over a year now. I wrote it over to Inc. Magazine. And I shared a simple 20-minute method to keep you motivated, well-rested, and productive. And the four-step process was... Number one, it was broken down into segments of five, so four steps in five minutes each. And so the first one was five minutes to learn from today. So basically, what did you learn from today? Maybe write down three things that you learned from today. And number two was five minutes to reflect and give gratitude. You know, jot down three to five things that that you um, are thankful for today, three to five things that you're just grateful that happened today. Number three is to five minutes to prime your brain for success here. And this is where you would visualize for five minutes on your goals 
about where you're going and what it looks like in detail. And um, another alternative to this one in particular that's coming to mind now is that to write your perfect day down, you know, I have this this document. It, it's, it's my blueprint, my alchemy journal, and it has my perfect day written. And I read it a few times a day. And number four is to five minutes to quiet your mind. So this is where you would meditate or chant or whatever type of breath work or mental training that you want to do to quiet your mind, to optimize your mind, to stay focused on this moment. And number eight is connection. The last one. So as humans, we are social creatures at our default nature. Isolation is something that is highly unnatural for a lot of us. Um, Even myself, who I don't consider myself a huge social outgoing guy, I still realize that, you know, I'm still social by and large. I still need, um, I still need interaction. And I guess another book recommendation, since I gave one already with Rockefeller, is that I have this book called Party of One, which is a loner's manifesto. So it's a very cool book out there um, for the, for the introvert, you know, for those people. So I just thought about to randomly say that, but, um, anyway, back to on point here. And so I was talking about, um, connection and during this time connecting face to face, it's, you know, it's not the best idea and that's safe to say. And it, it's, it's, and these people who can't do that right now, they're in a, doubly difficult situation now because of a not being able to have these interactions that they counted on and b now this increased isolation is going to also perhaps lead to more mental health issue issues for certain individuals but luckily throughout all that we have technology we have you know we have the good old-fashioned telephone i know a lot of people have forgotten about the telephone but we still have the phone and you can pick up the phone you can call a friend, a family member, an acquaintance, hell, a prospect, or whoever you want to, to, um, to talk to. And you can do this while walking. You can schedule daily walking meetings. And if you need to see someone's face, I mean, besides using FaceTime, you can use Zoom or Skype. And you can make it a group invite. And you can have four or five of you all to have a designated time to catch up and to stay in touch and to share what's going on, to be there for motivation, to get through this. And so with all these points, and I'll review them again real quick. And so we had our reality check, our breath work, our environment, our workflow, our nutrition, our exercise, our sleep, and social connection. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this was an impromptu episode that I thought to create at the last moment, I jumped on here. I jot it down like a few bullet points and I just wanted to get on here and and hopefully assure you know provide some assurance that you know it's not going to be doomsday like a lot of people are preaching out here I know many people are worried concerned and there's just a lot of fear-mongering right now going on and that's because people don't know and when people don't know something and humans we don't like to have these gaps without knowing you know we tend to adopt these types of traits and you know yes be concerned but it doesn't mean chaos and panic 
And as entrepreneurs and leaders ourselves, you know, people look up to us on a daily basis. And especially during times like this, people will look up to us to see how we're acting, to see how we're handling the situation. And it doesn't matter what you're going to say. It matters how you're going to act. What are your daily behaviors going to look like? And so business is tougher right now. The landscape has changed for a lot of people. There's lots of uncertainty, but it's our obligation as leaders to rise up to the occasion and to show up for those who need us most and look to us for answers. So when we're staying optimized with our health and staying on top of our nutrition and staying on top of our training plan to the best of our abilities, it's not just for ourselves. As I mentioned a lot of times, you know, in the epigenetics episode, I said, you're optimizing your health. You're eating not for you, not just for you, but for your children's children and children's children. You know, you're eating for generations beyond you. And right now you're doing this for the people that look up to you on a daily basis and you're leading them. So I'll leave you with this, that this too shall pass. And so come out of this with momentum and ready to thrive. And to do that starts with just taking care of controlling what you can with these simple pillars that I share with you today. And so as always, stay awesome and be limitless. Peace, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. If you're finding the concepts I teach on this podcast useful and you want to stay up with everything having to do with optimizing your health, creating more energy, turning aging upside down, and living an optimized and limitless life, head over to theartoffitnessinlife.com and plug in your favorite email and I can share with you more specific actionable strategies and tactics to becoming your most enhanced self without the guesswork.